Is there a difference in the leadership style of men and women? Mamelo Mosiana, a fellow from South Africa at the Africa Leadership Center, discusses the validity of the debates about the different leadership styles of men and women. Mamelo notes, among other factors, that the differences are often the outcome of gendered stereotypes about men and women's roles in society and preconceptions about women in leadership. Arguably, the scholarly debates on the differences between men and women's leadership rely on the notion that gender is binary, thus male or female. However, gender is different from sex. While sex refers to the biological anatomy of a person, which defines whether they are considered male or female, gender, however, is about the socially created roles and power relations which can come from biological understandings of sex. Gender also includes identity, thus perceptions of oneself and how this is expressed. In this way, gender is broader than the male-female sex binary and the assumption of heterosexuality contained in understandings of sex. One of the key reasons behind the perceived differences in leadership styles of men and women comes from gender stereotypes. Stereotypes associated with femininity see women as nurturing and sympathetic thus relationship-oriented. This stems from women's biological roles as mothers. These characteristics fall under the communal leadership style. Because communal leadership relies on interpersonal relationships and is more participative, it is often assumed to be more democratic. In contrast, men are seen to be more independent, aggressive, and decisive. In leadership, these characteristics are referred to as agentic. These characteristics arguably stem from men being socialized or trained to be the heads of households. The assertiveness of the agentic leadership style is often construed as authoritarian. Therefore, gender-based stereotypes tend to associate the leadership style of women as communal, thus more democratic, and the leadership style of men as agentic, thus authoritative. These gendered stereotypes are prevalent in leadership and confer power and privilege. Researchers, Carly and Eagley for instance, studied several groups tasked with an assignment to see how leaders would emerge. Their study showed that because of their social role as nurturers, women were expected to behave as socially facilitative. Furthermore, women faced resistance to their influence if they attempted to be more authoritative. While men, because of their assumed roles as dominant, were given more opportunities to talk and participate. Given that leadership emergence rests on participation, men, more so than women, emerged as leaders as they were given more opportunities to engage. In the study, men were also seen as more likely to receive praise for their contributions and were more influential. Consequently, in my view, high-performance expectations of men are often self-fulfilling and enhance their perceived status. Gender stereotypes have also determined the historical precedent to view leadership as a primarily masculine enterprise. Due to this, women's leadership abilities often resisted and women are generally held to a higher standard of competence. This is popularly known as the glass ceiling. This is the invisible or unacknowledged barrier to women accessing leadership positions or other positions of power in organizations. Furthermore, Women also face the double bind paradox in leadership positions. 
This means that though they may enter leadership positions that require them to be agentic or authoritative, women often have to balance this requirement with the expectation that they be communal to fit their gender role. According to Carly and Eagley, women who disregard their communal gender role are often disliked and their competence questioned. Susan Carroll, commenting on United States presidential hopeful Hillary Clinton's election campaign, notes that often women's competence is questioned and when it is acknowledged, this has terrible effects on their likability and influence. This could potentially explain why women's leadership styles are often associated with being less assertive. Arguably, I think women adopt this leadership style not because they're inherently democratic, but because their historic exclusion in leadership requires them to be. Furthermore, women could be opting for democratic leadership styles as they recognize the greater leadership opportunities that this affords them. Though gendered stereotypes have disadvantaged women in emergent leadership, New perspectives, highlighted by Carly and Eagley, which favor transformational leadership, point to they being what they call a female leadership advantage. This is communal characteristics associated with femininity are a key part of transformational leadership. As observed by Bass and Riggio, transformational leadership involves leadership that empowers followers by responding to their needs and working together towards a mutual goal. This develops the leadership capacity of followers. According to several scholars, more women than men illustrate transformational leadership characteristics. Yet, in my opinion, transformational leadership is gender neutral as it values directive and participative styles of leadership. Women are arguably not inherently more democratic. Socialization and the historic exclusion have required women to adopt this leadership style. The female leadership advantage, as observed by Carly and Eagley in my view, can only hold if we uphold gendered stereotypes about women and men's roles in society. This advances patriarchy and assumptions about the roles men and women are supposed to conform to. Transformational leadership requires men and women to go beyond their expected social roles. Furthermore, the gender neutrality of transformational leadership could advance the emergence of other excluded gender identities, such as transgender, queer, and non-binary people in leadership. Thus could end gender inequality and discrimination in patriarchal notions of leadership. In conclusion, the perceived differences between men and women's leadership styles is often the outcome of gendered stereotypes about men and women's roles in society and prejudices towards women in leadership, such as the glass ceiling. However, the growing appreciation for transformational leadership, which is gender neutral, could perhaps advance gender equality by allowing all excluded gender identities to emerge as leaders without having to conform to gender stereotypes. Mamelo Mosiana, a fellow from South Africa at the Africa Leadership Center.